Welcome back to the Revive podcast. Um, I am, I always say I'm excited for the episode because I truly am. I get excited every single time that I'm able to record one of these and just talk about God's word. But I am very excited about the word that the Lord has placed in my heart to talk about today. Um, because again, I, I never speak on something that I haven't walked through myself or that the Lord isn't currently teaching me. And so this one has been just a lesson that the Lord has been teaching me and growing me and maturing me in. And I'm so excited to share with it, share with it, <laughs> share it with you guys. And so I don't really have much of an intro to talk about because I just want to get right into it. I don't know how long this is going to be. We're just going to kind of let the spirit lead in this moment. Um, I have a few notes, but of course, if if the spirit wants to take it somewhere else, I am willing to go there. And so today, what we are going to talk about from the title of the podcast, you guys can already tell, but it's going to be all about mercy and how to have mercy on others. Um, because I, I see it all the time and I see people trying to spread the good news with love and not truth or truth and not love and they coexist you can't have one without the other because if you have just just truth and no love that's going to cause resentment towards the truth but if you have just love and no truth that's going to cause lawlessness like we're going to be out here doing whatever we want to do thinking that there's no consequences for our actions and that's a lie and so truth and love coexist and they have to be together when you present the good news to somebody and I just really want to get into and and give us um, Bible and the revelations that the Lord has given me to really like help you guys and myself how to have mercy on others with both love and truth, just as Jesus has done it for us, just as Jesus has done it in so many um, situations and circumstances throughout the Bible. We see it all the time and I'm even reminded of Galatians 6, 1, and it says, Brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him with a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted. We have to do it with gentleness. When we're trying to reach unbelievers, when we're trying to reach the people that don't know the good news, we have to go with gentleness. And the reason we have to go with gentleness is because we understand that the Holy Spirit is what convicts us of our wrongdoing. Um, when we're in a situation, when we're being tempted with something, the Holy Spirit is what helps us. The Holy Spirit is our guide. But to non-again or not born-again believers, that's not there to help them. That's not there to guide them. And it tells us in Zephaniah 3, 5, the Lord within her is righteous. He does no wrong. Morning by morning, he dispenses his justice. And every new day, he does not fail Yet the unrighteous know no shame. They're they're unaware of it. They have no shame because they don't know. And so it's like you have to move with gentleness because if you're coming at them full throttle of all their wrongs, bro, they're not going to listen to you. No one's going to listen to you if you're coming at them with no gentleness and telling them what they're doing is wrong when they themselves don't feel that way. They don't feel like what they're doing is wrong And so us just telling them the wrongs over and over and over again, that's not helping anyone. That's not benefiting them. That's not edifying them. That's not, that's not doing nothing. Um, And as I was sitting with this verse, 
the Lord just kind of gave me an analogy of like a baby. And we know like when you're a baby, you just kind of reach for anything. You'll play with anything, even if it is dangerous. And so I just pictured this baby playing with a knife and the baby has no idea that this knife is bad for him because it hasn't had an experience or knowledge of it hurting him in the past. And so right now the knife is just something fun to play with. But we who are older, who are more mature, understand that that is harmful. And that is specifically harmful to someone who doesn't know how to use it. And so to the baby, that could really harm them. But until it has experience or knowledge to know that it's going to hurt them, it's just going to cry when you try to take it away. It's going to cry because right now it's something they're enjoying playing with. Right now it's bringing them happiness. And that's so weird that a knife would bring happiness. But right now that baby is playing with it. And when you come and you just rip it out of their hands with no gentleness, with no correction, with no love, with no um, ex- like explanation of why it's wrong, they're just going to cry. They're going to cry because in their eyes, you just rip something out of their hands that they were playing with and that that was bringing them pleasure that was bringing them joy and so just because we know some things may be hurting someone we can't just go snatching it out of their hands we have to move with gentleness and we have to move with love and we have to seek their redemption and not their condemnation so continuing to just throw all their wrongs in their face and and just even like continuing to just throw a whole bunch of truth in their face without love it's not doing anything. Um, we have to really move with so much compassion and understanding and truly remembering the verse that I just said of yet the unrighteous know no shame. And it's just like a baby. A baby does not know that that thing could have the potential to harm it if played the wrong way. And so it's like we really have to look at it in that position. And just because we know, we can't assume that they have the same the same feelings we do because the conviction isn't there. Sorry. Um so how how do we do this? Cuz I I'm talking about this, I'm talking about moving with gentleness, moving with love, and I could just people hear people being like, "Okay, but how? Like how do you know you're moving with enough gentleness or how do you even what do you even do next?" Um And there's a specific verse that I'm going to read, and I just love how it paints such this beautiful picture for us to visualize what it's like to reach the unbelievers. So I'm going to read it, and it's in Jude 1.23, and it says, Save others by snatching them from the fire. Have mercy on others, but with fear, hating even the garment defiled by flesh. Run it back, run it back. I'm going to say that again. June, June, Jude one twenty three says, save others by snatching them from the fire, have mercy on others, but with fear, hating even the garment defiled by flesh. And I looked up the word um, snatching because I'm always, I always just love looking at certain language that is used and snatching caught my eye and to snatch someone or something means to quickly sees them in an eager way um this verse isn't saying go into the fire and sit there and chill there and wait for them to come out or wait until they're ready to come out no it says quickly rescue them from the fire because we understand if there was a fire happening 
we understand that going in and not not doing what you need to do quickly is going to cause consequences. It's going to bring pain. Um, and I just, I, I really like this verse because I think it highlights that there are some believers um, today that are just so contaminated by immorality that this compassion on them can't just be compassion. We can't just have compassion. We also have to have caution um, because if we don't have caution, just like the fire analogy, you can't just go in and reside there. No, you have to quickly do it. You have to move with caution. You have to move with eagerness and with fear, allowing them to know that where they're at right now is not a safe environment. Where are they at right now is going to hurt them um, because yes, it is the right thing to do when we reach unbelievers but reaching unbelievers is not a license to get drawn into the immorality that they may be living in as well. And so I think it's it's cool to recognize and visualize this picture in your mind of you snatching someone out of their house that is burning up. And as we're called to those people, we're not called to go in and take part of what they're doing in, in the fire and all that. No, we're there to move with compassion and with caution. Those two also, just like love and truth in the beginning of this episode, they coexist. You have to have both of them. Um, And we see this all throughout the life of Jesus, really. (coughs) Sorry. Um, He reached out with the message of forgiveness and love to the most sinful people that there were at the time. Like he, he didn't, steer clear of sinful people whatsoever and we know that but two things also happened when he did that one he didn't participate in their sin and we know that because in hebrews 4 15 it talks about for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weakness but one who in every okay wait sorry but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are yet without sin so it's like okay he reached them He preached the message of forgiveness and love, but he didn't partake in their sin. And then two, nor did he approve of their sin. And we have to realize that love and acceptance aren't the same thing. John 8, 11 says, she said, no one, Lord. And Jesus said, neither do I condemn you. Go and from now on sin no more. So he didn't condemn them because God is not a God that would condemn. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. I think that's Romans 8, 1. Um, But he says sin no more because he doesn't approve of it. He doesn't approve of the sin that she was partaking in, but but he forgives and he gives us the opportunity to go and sin no more, Um, which is such a beautiful thing, such a beautiful thing that we serve a God that loves us so much, that forgives us, that that holds no record of our wrongs, not only forgives us, but forgets our wrongdoing and gives us the strength and the road to take to not partake it anymore. And that road, by not partaking in our sin anymore, leads us right to him, leads us to intimacy with him, leads us to closeness and proximity with him. And it's just such a bit, a beautiful just way that he cares for us and that he loves us. So I kind of want to backtrack to the Jude verse. I'm going to read it one more time. It says, Jude one twenty three, save others by snatching them from the fire, have mercy on others, but with fear, hating even the garment defiled by flesh. Um, 
And I want to backtrack to that because when I was talking about snatching someone out of the fire, I think we truly have to be honest with ourselves and understand that putting your hand in a fire automatically opens up a door for you to be vulnerable, automatically opens up a door for you to maybe even experience some of the pain that comes with um, snatching someone out of the fire. Just like actually thinking about a legit fire, your hand in there, if it's in there for too long, it can also hurt you. And so I think this is also why God will sometimes tell you to wait to go reach certain people because there is a maturity that needs to happen within you. And I'm speaking from experience because it does come from such a pure place of wanting to help others. I remember when I first got saved, it was just this like eagerness. Like I just had to tell everyone. I wanted everyone to be saved. I wanted everyone to just experience all this love. But truth is, Jesus is the mediator. Like I I can't be the mediator. All I can do is lead people towards Jesus. And so I was trying to be this mediator. I was trying to, I was really trying to save people. And that's not the role that we play. We can't save people. Jesus Christ alone is the only one that can save souls and, and can change the heart. And so it stemmed from a pure place of wanting me to, like I wanted them to just experience what I had just experienced But I also wasn't aware that some of the people I wanted to reach, some of the people I used to hang out with, some of the people that I used to go out and drink with and all these things, I wasn't in a place to go back into that environment because I still wasn't fully developed and fully out of that fire myself. And it's just like, you can't pull someone out of a fire that you're not fully out of yourself. And I know that it comes from this place of wanting to just help them but also I think we just have to come down to the simple fact that sometimes we have to be okay that like okay I'm actually just not fully out of this fire yet and that's fine um because you just have to be honest with yourself about the fires that you are completely out of and ones that you're not yet uh because I think we can get to this place where we sometimes struggle with something and try to pull a person from that same struggle but it will only be effective if you're out of the fire. Like, think about it. Think about a legit fire and there's two people in the building. They're both consumed by smoke. They're both consumed by the flames. They can't really see well. Their perception is distorted and they're both trying to lead each other out. That's not going to be as effective as it will be for the person on the outside who's not in the fire, who has a clear mind, who's not contaminated by the smoke or the flames that is reaching in to pull them out. It's It just makes more sense. It's going to be more effective. And that even goes into, we have to get to a place where we desire victory rather than us being used as the one to lead them out. Um, and me and my boyfriend talk about this all the time. It's like, sometimes you just have to be okay with not seeing the fruit. And there's a verse, uh, I don't know the exact verse. I should have looked it up before, but talking about how like one plants the seed, one waters the seed, but ultimately it's the Lord that grows the seed. And so I think you really have to be okay with, okay, maybe I just planted that seed. And even though I love this person so much, I have to be okay that maybe somebody else will come along and water it. And that's fine because I want them to experience Jesus and I want them to be saved rather than it being me that that does it. Um, I hope that makes sense. I hope I was explaining that well um because even like a season thing this was also something that we were talking about literally just last night of 
sowing seeds and if you think about an actual like farming season there's some seasons where that plant just won't grow there's a season for everything and so it's like you plant the seed and the ground is ready for that seed if you're trying to plant a seed for the like in a ground that's not ready it's just not going to happen so I think sometimes we can become defeated because it's like we're spending so much time on a certain group of friends or, or family members or something and we're planting all these seeds and it's like why is it nothing happening like why isn't it growing why isn't it doing this maybe the ground just isn't ready yet maybe that's not their season so I think it also just comes down to you just want to plant as many seeds as you can everywhere you go and everything that you do knowing that someone's land is ready for that someone's ground is ready um because you know the the ground has to be prepared in order for the seed to be able to grow effectively or even grow at all and so I think it really stems into this whole fire thing as well just recognizing that there's a season for everything and ultimately the Lord has to give that person a willing heart and a desire to say yes to him um we can plant the seeds as much as we want but if the ground isn't ready for that if the ground isn't willing to grow it then it's just it's just not gonna happen and that's nothing to do with you that's just the season that that person is in and another thing that the Lord had spoke to me when I was preparing for this episode was just a simple fact that he's not gonna use you or like he's not going to use you as an influencer if you're easily influenced and so I think you really just need to be honest with yourself about the fires that you are in and the fires that you are out of um and I'm even reminded of the whole seed analogy what I was just talking about the ground preparing it all we can really do is plant the seed um and then obviously we can water seeds as well but it's it's God who grows them and I was just reading in Genesis and in Genesis 19:14 it says so Lin, so Lot went out and spoke to his sons who were pledged to marry his daughters he said hurry and get out of this place because the Lord is about to jo- but the Lord is about to destroy this city but they thought he was joking and that's talking about God literally destroying those cities that they were coming out of and it's like lot gave the warning but they thought that he was joking but that that's all he can do all we can do is give the warning all we can do is tell people that there is a fire that that is not the way that the way that they are living is dangerous um and it will lead to not eternal life with jesus christ and so like that's that's our part our part is to do that and our part is to do that coupled with gentleness love and truth and the bible also says let anyone who has ears hear it and just knowing i think also i'm feel the need to even just say like take the pressure off um stop trying to carry the weight of saving people that is not our that is not our job we can't do that. Only um, Jesus Christ can save. And so I think it's just remembering that. And I just pray that this episode um, blesses you guys. I pray that you guys are able to take a lot of things from it and just learn a little bit of how to show more love, how to show more truth, and then just also allowing a space for you guys to just be honest with yourself and kind of, kind of take like a reflection of where you're at, what fires God has pulled you out of, what fires you're still currently walking away from. Um, 
and yeah, just have compassion, have compassion with caution and leading back to the very first verse that I started with really of Galatians 6, 1, um, you who are uh, brothers and sisters, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. And again, reminding you of the baby analogy, they just don't know. They don't know. And they haven't been matured in that way. They haven't been, you know, revealed to the knowledge. And so we just have to move like we would with the baby that's playing with something they didn't, that they shouldn't be playing with. Um, so I pray that this blessed y'all. I pray that this spoke to your guys' heart. And I also pray that I, t- that I said it well. Sometimes I have a hard time of actually giving language to the things that I'm trying to say. Um, but this was so fun and I'm so glad that I got to record. I will, I said this last time, but I do want to be more consistent of dropping once a week. And so I will see you next week.